Hey everyone, it's Maya. Welcome to this Gentler Chat episode. Today I'm talking with Liv from Made With Lemon. She's a self-care coach who serves creative entrepreneurs. During this conversation, we talked about self-care, of course, but also some of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make that may lead to burnout. We talk about Liv's own journey to entrepreneurship and how she quit her job right before the pandemic began and so many other things so if you're interested keep listening for those of you who are interested in live she does have a course called clear your way to calm i'll have it in the show notes and she has two freebies for you one is 15 ways to overcome overwhelm and the other is phone detox four steps to more productivity so if you're like me and you need to break up with your phone a little bit or at least go on a break then you might want to run over to that freebie As always, if you enjoy this, then please give it a rate and review in Apple Podcasts, and I will talk to you all again soon. Bye. So thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I always ask guests, what kind of self-care have they been doing lately? What's been your favorite type of self-care these days? Oh, there's so many. One thing I always like doing is skincare, and that's always my favorite part of the day, either in the morning or at night. Um, because it's just such a nice part of just having a routine and giving you something to look forward to. And my love language is physical touch. And so I really like putting on body lotion and just treating myself and rubbing in serums and um, massaging my skin and stuff like that. So that's always something that usually when I have a headache by the end of the day, that usually helps with that because it's just, it signals to my brain. This is my time. This is my time where I'm pampering myself and taking care of my skin and myself. And it's just a really nice way of showing myself some love, but also outside walks are really big. Just the other day, I went on a three hour walk, which I hadn't done in a while. And I was feeling a little burned out. And so after that, I just felt so much better and learning to listen to my body when I need certain things and also what I need has been really helpful in creating a different self-care routine every day because depending on the day, there's just other things that might be more needed than others. Yeah, I, and I agree. Like we we change as, as being so from year to year to, and then from day to day, like you said, we all need different things. So I love that. I'm definitely trying to institute more walks in my schedule. I think they were very much a thing in the beginning of COVID and I had just got a dog. So I was like, hey, walks, let's go. And and now I'm going to like, ah, <laughs> and she's kind of lazy too. So we both kind of look at each other and like, ah, I don't really feel like it, but we're, we're going to work on that. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, if you could tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do, that would be great. Yeah, so I'm Livia. I'm the founder at Mate with Lemons, where we talk about everything around self-care and intentional living living a more calm and content life and slowing down. I used to intern for fashion uh, companies and my goal was to be that really high strung, working in a power suit in a high rise in New York and wanting to be the CEO of a fashion magazine. But then I just realized it's not what I wanted. And that was rather something that was helping me prove um, like previous bullies and such wrong. And Mm. also just, that's what you're supposed to do, work up the corporate ladder. And um, I just realized after a while, after I've been burned out all the time and just getting headaches and sick, that that's not what I wanted. And, And so now everything I do, both in my personal and professional life is really rooted in the desire of wanting to live a more 
intentional and present life and really drawing attention to my daily decisions and how they impact with where I want to go. Because a lot of the times we're so so deep in autopilot mode because that's what our brain's like because it's preserving energy but that's also keeping us from being fully present and actually noticing things in our day-to-day and it's also making us perceive time go by way faster and so i'm making a conscious effort to get out of that autopilot mode and instead find self-care routines that work for us and our lifestyles and to just live a little bit more intentionally so we can find the little joys in our life now versus once we've achieved X in five years or a year or whatever our goal is. I love that. Listeners will know I'm always harping on you need to enjoy your life now because if you wait to get that salary or that job, one, you're waiting too long and two, it might not even be what you thought it was and it probably won't be. So if you're not in the habit of enjoying things, that's gonna be a hard skill to, to hone later. I yeah. I want to know more about your life in corporate America. I was obsessed with being a magazine editor. That's what I told I lived in Arkansas, which is a tiny state, or it's not even that small, but like very rural. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone knew I wanted to go to New York City when I left Arkansas and I was going to be a magazine editor. I was obsessed with Devil Wears Prada. And then as I got older, I spoke to more people who worked in that space and they all kind of had the same story of it it was a lot and I had to I had to dip so I want to know just because a lot of listeners are in corporate America working a nine to five and a lot of them I think do have aspirations of running a business full time but we're still kind of in that space myself included of working a nine to five so for you what were some of the telltale signs that I need to change something even if you hadn't realized that you wanted to go into full-time entrepreneurship what were some of the things that were happening that kind of made you feel like this is not going to be sustainable for the long term. Mm-hmm. I think this, well, first of all, I think that's so cool that you also wanted to work in fashion and I didn't know that. So that's um, <laughs> a really cool um, similarity. But I think for me, it happened in stages because when I was going to college in Wisconsin, I was reading all of the magazines. I had subscriptions to Women's Wear Daily and all those things. And I was just trying to absorb as much knowledge as I could to then um, do internships in New York. And that was the only place I applied and I was set on doing that. And luckily it worked out. And I did ended up doing two internships in New York, one at a a smaller um, fashion designer and one at a fashion PR agency. And the first experience at the designer, I love it was everything like you would imagine in the movies and I was so excited to get to work and I was so motivated and I would happily stay until 8 9 p.m to bring out the trash even though that wasn't part of my role but I was just so eager and I really enjoyed that because it was a very nice easing into the fashion scene how I realized later because then my next internship at the fashion PR company was so toxic and such a disaster people were being let go left and right and it just was not a good environment to be in it was very clicky which I had experienced a lot um, when I was going to school because I used to get bullied a lot and that just brought up lots of negative emotions and I just didn't want to go through that again and so I didn't like how yeah clicky and um trash talking almost it was it was just a toxic environment for me to be in and so that was my first realization I don't want to work in fashion how I always thought I wanted 
And then I was kind of looking at other areas and nothing really struck a chord with me, but I ended up applying at a media agency in New York, not because I love the work so much, but because I thought, you know, I just graduated and that's what you do, just get a job. And that job was fine and for New York standards. It was actually a really good work-life balance, but still I started getting sick a lot and I didn't want to have those doctor's appointments during work. And so I just kept getting sicker and sicker and I couldn't figure out what it was, but I had to book all of those over the weekend because I didn't want it to cut into or have to take off um, time from work. And so then my weekends were basically gone because I would spend them at the doctor's office. And that kind of pushed me even further into the spiral of just not feeling very good, both in a physical and mental state because I had no free time left. I was sick all the time. I just wasn't feeling good. And so I started to realize that this is not the life I wanted to live and that this isn't sustainable. And in order for me to get out of that cycle, I just needed to make a change, but I didn't really know what that was. And so it was a really slow progression into realizing that working a nine to five a traditional corporate job wouldn't be for me. And I've always had the nagging voice inside my head that I wanted to start my own thing. But for years, I was just missing the idea. I was hoping that mm -hmm. one day I would just watch TV and the perfect idea would hit me, which never happened. <laughs> and so I realized it, there would be even more years going by without me getting that one perfect idea if I didn't take any sort of action. And so um, a couple more jobs came and went. And I just got to a point where I got even more sick and I just could not do this anymore. I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to create a life that would support my well-being and my mental health, my physical health, and also have the flexibility and freedom to, for example, go to a doctor's appointment on a Wednesday morning if I needed to without feeling guilty of having to ask for time off or I didn't want to be seen as lazy or making excuses for going to those, these appointments, but I genuinely needed to. And so the desire just eventually got so big that I wanted to do my own thing. And that's what led me to quit pretty much exactly a year ago now. And I'm so glad I did because I just had to take action. And you've probably heard that before, but taking messy action is really better than no action at all. Because like I said, if I had just waited around with a perfect business idea to hit me, I would still be waiting because the perfect idea and the perfect time doesn't exist. And it just initially, I quit my job to just freelance, to figure something out along as I, I went along. And I don't freelance anymore. And what I started freelancing with has nothing to do with what I do now, but at least it gave me that first step, that action to get the ball rolling and kind of everything else since then fell into place and I gained more clarity as I went. And I'm, I'm still not in my final <laughs> spot. And I think we never are. But I'm just so much happier now that I've actually created that space and freedom for myself to now prioritize my well-being and schedule my work around that and to realize that as long as you get started, no matter with what that is and get the ball rolling, things will work out one way or another, but they won't if you just stay in the exact same position that you are today. I love that so much because you're so right. Like you cannot wait for the right, like perfect idea. And I think a lot of people are afraid to 
start the business or start the podcast or whatever because they aren't 100% behind the topic or the idea or the niche that they're they're in. And I, I think I wish more people would just start. And then as you learn more, just from taking that action and seeing people respond to and what feels good to you, you'll kind of warp and evolve into a more aligned path. But if you never begin, like you're just going to be putting off that that progression further and further. So I love that you mentioned that what you started doing even just last year is not what you're doing right now. And that's how it happens for a lot of people. Um, I love that. So what were some of the the practical steps that came with um, quitting your job and, and working for yourself full time? Did you feel like you had to have a certain amount of money saved up and, and you don't have to like go too into detail if you don't want to, but did you feel comfortable just kind of like saying, forget it, I quit? Um, what were some of the things, and you mentioned freelance, did you have clients lined up? What were, what were some of the things that kind of made it possible for you to do so? Yeah, definitely. So in, uh, let me count back the years here. <laughs> um, in December, 2019, I started reaching out. I was and still am really into travel and I was following quite a few influencers and travel bloggers in the space. And so by November, December, 2019, I started to get even more fed up with working in um, a nine to five job. And I just realized, like I said, I just needed to do something to start giving myself a way out. And so I connected to a travel blogger um, who I reached out to and just asked, hey, <laughs> I have experience in social media. Do you, need, do you need any type of help? And so that's kind of what got this whole thing started because even before college, I've always helped smaller companies with social media. I started marketing. And so I had a small skill set well, in addition to what I was already doing in my nine to five, which was in marketing to help these smaller creators. And even though that was on a much, a, um, much smaller scale salary wise and just hourly pay wise, it at least gave me kind of a leg up to my way out. And so once I started working with this travel blogger, I got another one. And then I got another one either through direct outreach and Instagram, just saying, hey, I've been following you for a while. I like what you do. And obviously don't lie on this part. They will know, but make them realize that, you know, their audience and you know what they talk about. And so I just pitched myself and sent them a DM. And that actually went a lot better than I had expected. And so by March the following year, so four or five months later, I had, I think, four clients who I just worked for maybe four or five hours a week, however I could make it fit around my nine to five. And I knew that this wasn't the work that I wanted to be doing long term, but at least it started building up some money on the side that I could save to then go and do something else. And then actually what sealed the deal for me, which I realized I got lucky with the timing is that in October 2019, I had briefly worked with a fintech startup on their social media marketing that I just found through LinkedIn. And because they were looking for a German speaker to help with their German social media. And I'm originally from Germany. So um, that worked out quite well, but I worked for them two or three weeks and then they realized they wanted someone who's available full time, which I couldn't do at the time yet. And so that ended, but because of COVID, they reached out to me again in March of 2020 
right around when I was thinking or gearing up to quitting anyway, because their social media person moved into more digital events and stuff because all of their in-person events obviously had to be rescheduled and all of that. And so they needed someone to keep an eye out on social media. And that was my ticket out of the nine to five because they were really generous and what they offered. And then on top of my freelancing client, it gave me enough security to at least be good for a couple months and then figure out things from there. And I don't know what I would have done if that opportunity wouldn't have come around. I probably would have stayed in my nine to five a little longer, try to get some more freelance clients, but I definitely recommend you have some sort of savings. I mean, luckily starting an online business isn't very expensive. Uh, like having a digital shop or setting up a brick and mortar store, obviously. But still, you never know how it's going to go, especially during COVID. It was a very scary time because I actually ended up quitting half an hour before COVID was announced a pandemic. And wow. there was a time that I considered asking for my job back because at the time, still, people thought, you know, this is going to blow over in two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and when it clearly didn't blow over in two or three weeks, I started to get a little bit nervous because this opportunity that I had with that um, fintech client was only on a three-month basis and I hadn't gotten an, an, as many clients as I would have liked to at the time to would have been fine to drop that other client but it all worked out they ended up extending the contract and I still work with them to this day which has been a huge help in giving me a little bit of a cushion to start my own thing and I realized that's not possible for everyone but I would just encourage you if that's something that you're thinking about doing to get your way out some way or another, depending on what you want to do, start freelancing, start um, just getting some money on the side. But I also know plenty of people who already have had 100K years while still working their nine to five. I know for me, it would have been more frustrating and I'm all about, I'd rather have less money and build a slow and sustainable business instead of trying to do too many things at once and burning out even more than I was previously, because the whole purpose of me doing what I do now is to do less and be more intentional. And I mean, that's not always possible, but that was just the best option for me. And so also that it comes down to asking yourself what you would feel comfortable doing. I would always recommend having at least three to six months worth of savings and then depending on where you live to figure out how realistic it is for you for you to keep going past that but also I think it's important to ask yourself how comfortable you are with risk and sometimes because I also know people who quit cold turkey they maybe had one or two months worth of savings but that gave them the push to just make it work because they didn't have a plan b and so knowing yourself will really help in that situation, because I think for me, that would have not been enough security <laughs> and I would have been too scared. And you don't want the financial fear to navigate all of your business decisions, because that leaves you just in a scarcity mindset. And that is not going to get you the results you want to see. So just knowing yourself will, with what you, your comfortability, how comfortable you are with risk and stuff will help. I love that. I, I just an episode actually about self care at work and um, uh, now I'm kind of forgetting what the oh gaining confidence and just like what your 
what you're doing. And one thing I talked about was when you have interests and hobbies that you can monetize, don't monetize everything because you want to do things independently of earning money. But if you can, go ahead and pursue that a little bit just to set up an extra income stream so that you do get to a point where you realize, I don't want to be at this job anymore. You have something running in the background and then obviously saving money. So I love that you mentioned that, that you had been putting in the work behind the scenes and realized you had a skill set that could be monetized and that you could share and use to help with others. And there are just so many people starting online businesses and starting podcasts and all of that sometimes is is worth not necessarily being one of those people, but being someone who helps those people and facilitates the results that they're trying to get. And I think that's such a great space for people to be in, especially people of my generation and, and below that are so used to being on social media. Like there's just a skill set that we have that older people just don't just because we use it and grew up with it every day. So I love that story. I love that you mentioned that saving money is is key here um obviously people do it like you said they, they do it and they just kind of use that that fear to motivate them but i think if we i i strive for comfort and to be able to more easily practice gratitude and so having some type of security in that way helps a lot um so thank you for sharing that i think i hope that's going to help someone um whenever they move so for you like what do you see um some of the the most common struggles that entrepreneurs deal with whenever they're trying to to run their business and and take care of themselves or maybe not take care of themselves what are some of the the constant tugs that people are having mm -hmm. i would say definitely two things so wanting to do too many things at once and struggling to switch off at the end of the day or just switching off between personal and business because when you're a new entrepreneur especially if you're driven by needing to make money it's easy to want to work all the time to just make it work and i think in social media there's been over recent months and even years the two different side of things that either people promote you have to work literally all day um, for like two years straight you never get to take a vacation until your business is successful and then there's the other side who says well you only have to work two hours from a beach in bali and your business will run its own and neither of those are realistic, I would say. Maybe they are realistic, but they're not sustainable because if you work all the time, you burn yourself out, you're not getting anything done in the process because you're just struggling to focus, you're exhausted mentally and physically. But if you only work two hours a day, then you might not be bringing in enough money. And also a lot of the times the people that promote that kind of lifestyle are making enough where they've gotten to a point where they can work two hours a week or a day. And so I always strive for, like I said earlier, to just rather build a slower but sustainable business so that you can enjoy the life that you initially quit your job for. Because what is the point if you quit your job because you want all that freedom and you want all the time, but then you hustle for five years and only then you let yourself have that lifestyle. So live the life that you want to have now because that's the whole reason that you most likely are wanting to create this life for yourself and quit your job and be an entrepreneur. And so realizing that the hustle culture is not where it's at <laughs> um and also with wanting to i'm a multi-passionate and i always i i like that you mentioned earlier with monetizing your hobbies because initially i because i was so desperate for finding a business idea i 
explored every possible idea that I had and everything that I just liked remotely, how I could turn that into a business idea or into money. But by doing too many things at once, you are spreading yourself thin and you're dividing your attention and your brain doesn't really know what to focus on and you're scattered. And instead of getting even just one thing done, you're working on too many things. And I like using this example of imagining or visualizing a full um, cup of water and you have five smaller glasses of water. And if you pour a little bit of water into each of the glasses, it'll take you so much longer to fill up even just one than if you had one, one jug of the same glass of water and five little glasses of water, but you've filled all of that water into just one glass first until that's full and then to the next. And that is exactly how you should go about with your different ideas and just anything that you want to do because you'll be able to get things done so much quicker and better and more focused and productive if you do one thing first. And there's a book uh, called Essentialism that goes over this really well because you are just not going to get to where you wanna be if you do all of those things. And especially being a new entrepreneur, it's easy getting distracted, wanting to do all the things um, and being on all of the platforms. But it's really important to just, especially when you're starting out to do one thing well, and then move on to the next and also focus on things that bring in money rather than that are fun right away. So for example, I know I really want to get into YouTube, but at the moment that doesn't make sense for me yet because making money with YouTube will take a while. And so my time and energy is better spent on things that bring in money now. So I have that financial security to then a couple months from now, have a little bit more freedom to work on more fun passion, passion projects that might not bring in money right away. And then next with struggling to switch off at the end of the day. And I definitely struggled with this quite a bit because I did not want to switch off and I wanted to continue working on my business because A, I had so many ideas all the time and I was worried I'd forget about them. So I would stay up late and write them all down or I would go in bed and read and then a business idea would hit me and I would get up and go back to my computer. Um, but that's just not sustainable because you need to have that break and you need to rest, even though that might seem counterproductive for you to fully show up to your best ability and to work the next day more productively than if you just continuously work, even if you do enjoy what you do, and I do, it burns you out over, over the long time, over the long run. And a lot of the times you don't even notice until you get off that cycle and then it just hits you like a brick wall and you're so exhausted, you're burned out and it takes so long to get out of that. So being proactive with rest and your self-care is really important and scheduling in time. So you can say at the end of the day, oh, I'm too tired or I don't have time anymore. And so I always recommend doing something for yourself first thing in the morning so you don't even get in the habit of waiting until the end of the day. And so you keep pushing it to the back of your to-do list. And then once 8, 9, 10 p.m. comes around, you're just too tired and you end up watching Netflix again, which is a nice way to unwind, but it's not necessarily a restful activity for you to truly rest and replenish for the next day. I love so much of what you said there because I feel like it aligns so well with the things that I share, especially starting your day off with something for you. I tell people all the time, don't, when we have this approach of making time for self-care, that makes us more likely to forget about it or not be able to fit it in, but instead like revolving our life around self-care and how we can 
better show up for ourselves and the things that we do. And also what you talked about, about business. I think people focus so much on the things that don't make you money, but the things that make it look like you have a business, like mm-hmm. a pretty Instagram feed and all of that. And I love Instagram. I have always enjoyed Instagram. I put probably more time than recommended into my Instagram feed and to making graphics and doing all that because it's fun for me. But I have to recognize that while Instagram does bring in money, it's not the most profitable activity in my business. So mm-hmm. I had to make a choice recently of, okay, I'm spending all this time on Instagram and not doing what is actually moving me forward. What are we going to do here? And I decided to bring someone on to help with some of those responsibilities. But if I wasn't in a position to do so, I would have had to make a tough choice of just saying, okay, let's pull back from Instagram a little bit and focus more so on this backend activity that actually generates a lot more profit and revenue. I think that's just an important thing for people to remember starting a business. I think people want to rush to having the pretty website and having the perfect Instagram and everyone. I don't know what your your Reels feed looks like right now, but mine is, I, I guess the algorithm is trying to figure out who I am because it like real after real is just people saying, you should be doing Reels, you should be doing Reels. And I'm like, I am, I get it. But some people like you cannot stretch yourself so thin. And when new things are popping up everywhere, it's hard to identify what's exactly the most important, especially I think starting out. I think for me, when I wasn't making any money, I was like, well, I don't know what's bringing in money. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to be doing everything. What would you yeah. recommend to, to people just starting out who maybe they don't know the most profitable thing and, and they they want to you know spend a little bit of time doing a lot of things just to figure out what's working and then maybe they'll focus on one area. Is that mm-hmm. like a, a sustainable like option or is there something else they should be doing? No, I think that is sustainable. So I would, even though everyone always says, and it's correct that you don't own what you put on Instagram. And if Instagram went away tomorrow, you would lose all of your followers and all of your content. And that is true, but Instagram most likely is not going to go away in the next six months. So I would recommend you focus on Instagram to begin with because it's, it's time consuming, but it's relatively easy in that you can just connect with like-minded people business owners, but also potential clients quite easily. And you have the option to send voice notes and all that, which really helps with being a little bit more personal with them. Email is really important for the case if Instagram goes away, but I've just noticed that Instagram, uh, that email is less personable. Mm -hmm. And so if you're starting out, I would focus on having an Instagram audience and growing that with content that is shareable and savable, that is really infographic type stuff, because that is something that people really like to save and share, which are important Instagram metrics. And that way it's also easy to do market research and figure out who's actually following you, who's resonating with your content. And that way you start to build trust and have a small audience of people that you can then sell your expertise to and your knowledge and all of those things. And so, it really helps you and hone in where to focus your energy. So when it comes to a marketing channel and just any of your output for free, definitely Instagram. But I won't say that a website is even necessary when you begin same as some of the other things like branding, anything like that is not a huge necessity when you start out. It can help to make you look more professional, but 
you need to have people to sell to. And so Instagram is a really nice way to start doing that. And then even without having a website, you can start creating some free guides on something to collect people's email addresses. So you can start building your email list so that that is your backup plan for when Instagram doesn't exist anymore. And also in the long run, it saves you time and energy because you own your, your email list. And that is a place that you can continuously nurture people and sell your products and services to. So those two things I would definitely begin with, because if you create those free guides, you can sell those or not sell, but you can promote those to your Instagram audience, put the link in bio to that, and then have that link to your email list. And that way you already have two relatively interconnected and easy ways to grow an audience on Instagram and for email to then sell your services too. But then on the other side, behind the scenes, obviously develop your offer and make sure that that is actually something that people need. And that is again, where Instagram can come in because you can pull them in your stories. You can reach out to individual people who you think would fit really well with your product if, or your service and see if that is something they would need in their lives. And then you can tweak and refine from there. I love that. Thank you for, for clarifying where you would begin. Cause I think Instagram as annoying as it can be for, for entrepreneurs and creators, there are just so many features that help from a business standpoint, mm -hmm. even if you never posted a single thing, like you should obviously, but they're just like yeah. you mentioned, like connecting with people. And I have an email list. It's fairly small, but you know, it grows. But the thing is I can never really, when I see someone signed up or download your freebie, that's great, but I can't click on that name and get a sense of who that person is and learn more about who my content is resonating with. But with Instagram, I'm stalking people all the time. If they follow mm -hmm. me, I'm going through. And then one of my favorite things is just sending a message and asking like, what, what self-care thing are you struggling with? And mm -hmm. that will build my content up for months. And I don't even have to guess yep. about what my audience needs because they're telling me right away. So I, I, I love that. And I think is, is super useful just to know like where where point a is so when it comes to you mentioned email lists and being able to nurture and i know from my experience that just takes a lot of systems just to be able to have the emails go out and how the posts go out and so i'm interested in, in what systems you use that kind of keep your business running smoothly and help you to balance like life and work and all of that because I know it can't just be you sitting and clicking the button for every individual thing that happens in your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I actually surprisingly <laughs> a lot of my business processes are still quite manual so I don't invest in a lot of tools and um, systems to help me streamline things. Um, but I think the best thing that I invested in is a Google suite account. So I can have everything in one place for my email, my calendar, my Google drive and all those things, and also share it much easier with other people and add people um, like my VA to my Google suite to have my own or a branded email address. Um, but the only services I'm actually, and I have to think about it now, I use HelloSign for contracts, which is free if you, I believe, keep it under five contracts a month. And then I use Google for emails and calendar management and all of that. Obviously, I use Calendly for scheduling meetings, which is important when you're connecting to new clients. That is um, for free too. I'm, I'm sure there's a paid plan, but the one I'm on is free and that's been fine with me. Um, then Zoom. But again, that is free depending on what services you need for to actually have those calls. 
and Instagram I actually do really do manually so that is actually a big tip that I have because when I started out I got so stressed about creating a content plan in advance and having all the strategy in place and needing Planoly and all these different apps and having a project management tool and I used to get so stressed about not having them more from feeling like I should be utilizing them because that's what everyone is doing than the stress of actually doing it manually. And so I realized for me to this date, my to-do list lives in Apple Notes. That's just the app that comes on your computer. I don't use Trello or Asana or ClickUp or anything like that. And that works fine for me. I That is everything that I need. Now that I'm starting to offer different and more things, and that I have two, two, mem two team members. I am just getting set up in ClickUp, but I don't like it. The only reason that I'm using it now is so that my team members have an overview of what's going on and what needs to be done too. But up until recently, and this is a year into business, I've still only used Apple Notes because that's what works for me. And so my big advice here is to not get caught up or stressed about things that you feel like you should be doing differently because everyone else is telling you to do those things. If what you're doing right now works perfectly fine, then just stick with that. There's no point in paying for systems just for the sake of paying for them because it might make you feel like more of a business owner, whatever it may be. As long as that working for how you work with what you need in business, then that's totally fine. And know that that's what works for you. So I've overcome that now where I felt like, okay, I need to have the same with content. I, everyone left and right was telling me, well, I'm planning everything a month out in advance. And you know, if, if that's how you work, that's perfectly fine. But I like doing it the week of, or even the day of, which in the end might take me a little bit longer because I have to set aside a time every day or every other day when I usually post to think about what I want to post, write the caption, create the design and all of that. But that works so much better for me than trying to sit down once or twice a month and trying to just come up with all of the content for the next two or four weeks on the go. And that's something that I had to realize for myself and that that's okay. So to come with terms that as long as it's working for you, it doesn't matter how you're doing that. So don't get caught up in needing to have all of these different systems in place. And yes, systems and automations and all that definitely help in helping you create a more streamlined business process but I don't have that many clients that I would get overwhelmed having to send like 15 contracts and juggling all their different deadlines and email flow workflows and all those automation triggers and so it's what works for me if that's what works for you fine if you want to use different tools that help you automate more things then that's fine too. I love that you mentioned notes because I have mine like open right beside <laughs> this this video. I use it for everything. But and I know you said you don't use a lot of tech systems, but I would say everything that you mentioned is a system. I guess when I when I say system, I, I think more so of like the process. So for you, like you mentioned, like what does it look like to create an Instagram graphic or a post or anything? And you mentioned having a team and using notes like I think I think all of that is just kind of whatever takes you from from start to finish on whatever project you're working on in your business would be for me considered a system so it's good to know that your systems maybe don't look as refined or polished as what people people think that they should and that can feel overwhelming but i think um, at the end of the day a, a system is just anything that kind of 
we'll get you from from here to there and, and just move. And I love knowing that it's simple and pretty, pretty DIY. And I think that's great. I, I sat down and literally took a, a sheet of paper and wrote down all of my um, Instagram posts for the week. because I just I like to have things a little bit more in real time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I get a lot of ideas from stories and chatting with the audience. So I'm with you. It's completely overwhelming to for me to do things a month or two in advance or and I know people who plan content for every quarter at the beginning and that that just is such a scary thought to me and I I yeah. love I would love the day when I can get to that point but I think for right now trying to force things that feel overwhelming and, and scary kind of just keep you in that same place of um mm -hmm. being stuck and, and and not taking action and I'd much rather take messy action and, and write down a list of what I want to post and and do that and make the graphic 30 minutes before it needs to go up then not doing anything because I'm afraid I'm not doing it right. So I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. So what do you do um, outside of business that kind of that you think helps you indirectly to create balance and and maintain the flow that you need to move forward? Mm -hmm. Definitely mind and body awareness. <laughs> that might sound a little woo, but and that's actually not what I'm about. I'm not a very spiritual person, but just learning to what works for you has been so important. Um, and so for example, when I work, I usually get a pretty bad afternoon slump from like two to 6 p.m. So quite long too. And I used to just struggle through it and force myself through it because you know those are the hours that we're supposed to work and that we're supposed to be productive. But I just wasn't, get going anywhere I might get one or two things done but just so much slower and I would get a headache and beat myself up and so now when I feel either a headache coming or when I just feel like okay I've just done a lot and I should take a break then I might lay down for half an hour where I go for a walk or I clean the apartment or anything like that when I just notice that I'm getting a little bit fatigued to instead of pushing through to just listen to my body to then do whatever would feel good in that moment. For example, um, so I've just done a course launch, which went amazing. And I've spent a lot of time and energy in getting that already. And I didn't realize how tired I was from that until I got out of, <laughs> out of that cycle and actually took some more time. And so most of this week, I actually spent a lot of time outside. And a couple of days ago, I just felt like, Every, what I want most right now is to just lay in my bed and not do anything <laughs> with the window open and like feel the breeze on my face. And I did that for half an hour, didn't do anything else. And that felt so good. And after that, I felt so refreshed and even motivated to get back to work because I listened to what I wanted in that moment, rather than if I had just stayed on my desk and continued to work and push through and make how it was already starting to feel even worse by pushing through. And I think that's where mind awareness comes into and knowing yourself of whether when it, when, for example, when you're starting to feel tired and you're looking to do something else to give yourself a break, because I think we can self-sabotage quite often in those moments where we feel like we actually are tired and drained and we need a break. Or we tell ourselves that now would be a good time to take a break. And then that 20 minute break turns into a three hour break because we're procrastinating and we're self-sabotaging because the next thing on our list might be 
daunting or even too big to tackle that we don't know how to get started. And so we make up excuses for us to not do them and tell ourselves, oh, I should really take a break when in reality, you're just procrastinating. And so knowing the difference between those two will really help you too, because if you're procrastinating and you take a break, you're only going to end up feeling worse than before because then you start feeling guilty about yourself knowing that you shouldn't have done that. And now you're behind maybe in doing that task. And so you're adding more stress to your life. And so really figuring out if it's actually something that you want right now that would make you feel better and then being committed to getting back to whatever it was that you're doing after X amount of time or if you're just trying to procrastinate. And when you notice that you're procrastinating, just ask yourself why you're procrastinating. Is it because the task is too big? It's too daunting. You don't really know how to get started. Is it because your, your fear that something will happen if you do or do not finish this task? And so drawing more awareness to what your motivations are can really help you in honing your mind and body awareness and also figuring out in whether you should just take a break and then you can feel completely fine in taking a break because you know that's actually what you need right now in that moment. That awareness is so key. I always, like one of my self-care framework things is foundational self-care that just involves you getting to know yourself better so that you can say, like, I know when Maya is procrastinating and I know the lines and the excuses she uses and all of that. So I'm able to say, nope, I don't think it's actually a time for a break. Like you mentioned, I think you're afraid of doing that thing and afraid of sending that email. And that's so important to know so that you can make the appropriate moves. So if you could talk to Livia from years ago when you were maybe sending in the application for that first fashion internship, what is there any advice you would give her anything that you would say uh, a big one that i live by is trust the timing because usually things will always work out one way or another and that's always served myself well for the most part that even if things didn't look like that in the moment or if negative things happen usually that happens because something better or a better opportunity is around the corner and that's usually what happens. And so I just started telling myself that just trust the timing, it'll all be okay. And then over the years, that's exactly how it's been. And so whenever something doesn't go my way or a big setback happens or anything like that, I try and be positive about it because I try and tell myself this, yes, it's unfortunate this happened or I'm, I'm letting yourself be upset that something that didn't go your way happened. But then trusting that that had to happen for you to get an even better opportunity down the road. Um, and then secondly, also that as long as you take any type of action towards what you want to achieve, you will eventually get there, even if it doesn't look like it's anywhere remotely related to what you want to be doing. But that sets everything in motion, like the example I've used earlier, and it'll just get the ball rolling to get you to places you don't even know right now that you you're going to want to go to and that's naturally how your desires and your goals are going to progress but if you don't start like change doesn't happen until you do and so if you just sit in your day to day and do the same things that you always do your year from now is going to look the exact same way that your today does because nothing happens i always like saying if how you spend your your today is how you spend your life or how you spend your days is how you spend your life 
because our daily actions and routines and habits and all of that are, and that's why they're called routines, is what we do all the time. And if we don't add in any change or anything different, then nothing is going to change. So I guess those were three things. <laughs> no, but also useful because you're right. You're not going to wake up in your dream life. That takes steps and mm -hmm. actions from you. So thank you so much for sharing that. And where can people find you online? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at madewithlemonsco. Uh, like I've mentioned earlier, we talk about everything around self-care, rest, hydration, intentional living, just living a little, um, a little bit more calm in today's busy life. Uh, you can also find me on my website, madewithlemons.co. Um, but yeah, Instagram is where you'll find me most of the time. And I've got always lots of cool resources linked in my link in bio there for you to check out too. Awesome. And I will have that all in the show notes so everyone can find you easily, um, as well as some of the, the fun freebies that you have to share as well. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Livia. I am so happy for this episode to go out. Can't wait for everyone to hear it. I know it's going to be so useful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gentler. If you enjoyed it, please give it a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for more self-care advice at GentlerPod, and check out our website for more info, www.gentler.com. Talk to you all soon. Bye.